Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edit Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. The last several weeks we've been talking about what to take off and what to put on. And we put on virtues that are godly virtues. Our world's kind of crazy with putting value in things that we wear. I remember uh, listening to the news in the morning before we go to school. Mom would make breakfast and we'd listen to the news in the kitchen. And, and I remember hearing about somebody who was murdered because they wore a starter jacket. Now, starter was a brand that was very popular back then. And that's how crazy the world is, huh? It just was a couple years ago, over the summer, when went up in Rochester... There was a young man killed because somebody wanted his tennis shoes. Doesn't make any sense. But people put value on things like that. You know, God, He values what we put on. There is great value in the virtues we put on. And we know that because the Bible tells us so. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4, it says, A gentle spirit is of great worth in God's sight. Gentleness is what we're going to talk about this morning. Let's read about it in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Colossians chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, 
Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And God, we do give You thanks through Jesus this morning. Father, I thank You for how in the Old Testament You revealed who You are and how You work. And Lord, I thank You how in Jesus, Jesus in You, You revealed who God is and how He works. And we have an example of what to put on. How to be as we live with one another and love one another. And Lord, I thank You that we don't have to put these things on by ourselves. I thank You, Holy Spirit, for how You help us. And Lord, I thank You for this time we have to talk about Your Word, to let Your Word talk to us. So Lord, may we allow You to shape us by Your Word. And God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go to the Old Testament, and we see that God is gentle. He works in gentle ways. And you might be thinking, He didn't seem too gentle when He crashed the Red Sea on top of the Egyptians. He works in many different ways. But He did reveal that gentleness is part of who He is and how He works. You might remember Elijah, the great prophet. He had a showdown with the prophets of Baal. We read about it in 1 Kings chapter 18. And it was a great victory for Elijah. But you know what happens after mountaintop experiences? You come down. And he was down pretty low. In fact, he was praying to God, I just want to die. That's pretty low, isn't it? Well, God shows up. God shows up to say something in 1 Kings chapter 19. We read about it in the second half of the chapter, picking up in verse 9. We read that Elijah went into a cave and he went in there to spend the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. He's having a pity party, isn't he? Here's what everybody else is doing wrong. I'm the only one who's zealous. And they're coming after me. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, 
But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. How did the Lord show up? In a gentle whisper. Think about Jesus for a minute. I'm going to go old school. One of my favorite, all-time favorite, Gaither songs is Gentle Shepherd. And dang COVID, there's no hymnal where you can look that up. But that's who Jesus is, huh? He's the gentle shepherd. How do we know He's the gentle shepherd? Well, He talks about it in Matthew chapter 11. Verses 28 to 30, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty weary from all this garbage. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Who are we learning from today? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble and in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How about that? It's like peas and carrots, isn't it? Humility, what we talked about last week, and gentleness. Right there, Jesus said, I am gentle and humble in heart. And that's not the last time you're going to hear about those two things together this morning. Remember the triumphal entry? Palm Sunday? It was predicted a few hundred years before when Zechariah said this. It's in Zechariah 9.9, and then Matthew refers to it in Matthew 21.5. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey. He was a gentle king. He is a gentle king. And that that might not be how we think about people in power, huh? But few virtues hold more power than gentleness. Some might think gentleness is weakness or wimpiness. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. But that is a false assumption. Because gentleness is not the absence of strength, it's the harnessing of it. Gentleness is strength transformed into control. The Bible tells us that there is strength in gentleness. If you have your Bibles or your phones, you can look it up. In Proverbs, many of you can probably quote this by heart. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer 
turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Or how about this for the strength of gentleness? Proverbs 25, 15. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded. And a gentle tongue can break a bone. Show and tell at church this morning. I brought a book that I listened to this past summer. You see, Alpha and Omega, if you catch it at the right time, up in Greece, they, they put on sale used audiobooks for four bucks. And since the pandemic, I, I don't spend as much time in the car as I used to if having to go to Strong or other places. But when I had the chance in the car, I'd listen to this book. This book is called Dancing in No Man's Land. Moving with peace and truth in a hostile world. I thought that'll be the perfect book to listen to before election. (laughs) The author, Brian Jennings, he talks about how he and his wife went from Oklahoma to Texas to go to like a dune ranch. And I guess similar to City Slickers, if you ever saw that movie, where they were going to do a cattle drive and ride some horses. And they, he and his wife, they, they first get there. And you know how there's always some awkwardness when you're around new people and, and you might be afraid to speak up or everybody else might be afraid to speak up. So you got that weird silence. There is that weird silence. And then, Swanee spoke up. Swanee's horse was acting up. Swanee was the head wrangler for the ranch. Swanee said this. He was frustrated. His horse was acting up. And he said, even a tame horse can revert to its old, wild, and reckless ways. We call that a backslider. (laughs) Even a tame horse can revert to its old and reckless ways. I don't know the horse's name, but it was acting up. And Swanee had to put that horse in its place. And he made the point that the gentler the horse is, the more it listens to whispers. How did God speak to Elijah? The gentler a horse is, the more it listens to whispers and senses where their rider wants to go. Who's in command? The rider. He went on to say that the gentler the horse is, the more the rider can unleash its strength in a positive direction. And you know what happens? As a horse 
relinquishes its will, its strength becomes useful. You can see where the author is going with this, can't you? I'm not going to have to really go too far in detail with those illustrations. We submit our will to Him, and we're in a position where He can use our strength, His strength in us, for His greater purposes. So what's so great about gentleness? What does it produce? Earlier we said people often think of it as wimpiness or meekness. But it produces peace and unity. Something sorely lacking in the world today, huh? Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 1 through 3 says this. This is Paul writing. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. What did Jesus say back in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29? I am gentle and humble in heart. What does Paul emphasize? See how humility and gentleness go together? Paul says, be completely humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. When we're humble, serving each other in humility, gentle in how we interact with one another. Now we're jumping the next week. Patient and bearing with one another in love. We put these virtues together as we put them on and we put us together. And what does it bring about? It brings about unity. Because what do we do in putting on the same thing? And that unity will bring about a bond of Peace. And it's not like the feeling, oh, I have peace, which is a good thing. Only in the Lord can we find that peace that passes all understanding. But a peace that is a status with God and with one another where there is no disunity or fighting. But together we accomplish what He has for us to accomplish. There is great value and strength and gentleness. And I leave you with this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord Always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
And God, I do praise You this morning for the perfect example that You set for us. I thank You, Jesus, for being our gentle shepherd. For showing us that there is strength and power in our gentle King. And Lord, we live in a world that tells us the opposite. That says, burn it down, or be fiery, or whatever. But Lord, Your Word teaches us differently. It's in gentleness that we can better hear You speak to us. It is in gentleness that we can sense where You want us to go. It's in gentleness where people don't put up a defense or a wall. And You can lead us to where You want us to go to minister to them. So Lord... Help us be like You as we put on gentleness and love one another well in that way. Lord, thank You for this morning. Thank You for Your Word. Bless us as we live out Your Word. And I pray for each one and each family. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.